0: And go into projects confident and knowledgeable about the industry so that your projects will be as smooth and as successful as possible. If you didn't already know, the goal of this podcast is to make designers feel more confident in their renovation management skills. And today's episode is no exception. Today, we're going to talk all about why renovation management is so important to have as a service to offer to your clients. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. As I just said, the goal of this podcast and every episode I record and each guest I invite on to share with you is to encourage designers to feel more confident to add the service of renovation management to their firms. Now, I know some of you are like, yeah, Renee, I've been listening for a while. I get it. But today, it's even more important to understand the value of offering this service to your clients. And frankly, it has nothing to do with your clients and everything to do with your firm. So I have mentioned in the past, I think towards the end of last year, that there was a chatter on Facebook groups I was in or designers I was talking to about the fears of 2023 and a slowdown in the volume of work that designers were being presented by clients because, quote, the pandemic is over, the boom is over, the housing market is stale, the interest rates are high, and I hate to say it. But some people were worrying that we were heading into a recession. So I get it. I totally get it. And let me remind you, I lived and worked through the 08 crash. And while it wasn't pretty, I'm still alive and well to talk about it, where there are countless design firms that no longer exist that had to get through that same time period. Now, I can't scientifically tell you why that is, but my very educated hunch is that they were not offering renovation management services to their clients, and they were simply decorating. So why am I talking about this again? It's early March, and the tide has turned. The calendar is in 2023. And unfortunately, I'm starting to hear that chatter again. I'm hearing it in phone calls with designers I have been getting emails with forecasts included, and I've heard an uptick in the design groups I'm in on Facebook. So I thought this was really important for me to tackle right now and kind of clear the deck and hopefully boost your spirits if you're feeling that way right now. Okay, so I was talking to a designer last week who was saying, you know, a little anxious, you know, it's already the end of February, I'm not getting a lot of phone calls, and I'm getting worried about my pipeline. I have projects right now, but I don't have a whole lot coming in after that. And understandably, that gives someone pause. But I also remind her that winter historically is a terrible time to expect new client calls. I can't really tell you why that is, other than I think we're all hunkered down. It's miserable in most parts of the country, especially where I am. It gets very bleak and dreary in January and February. And the last thing people are thinking about is exciting new topics. Well, and frankly, that's probably what they should be thinking about. But in my experience, there is a quiet lull. Maybe it's a hangover from the holidays. Maybe it's also the fear of how the new year is going to play out. I don't really know. But I have that group of friends from design school that I always talk about. And we joke every year when one of us calls the other three and goes, oh God, I'm not getting a lot of calls. And the three of us go, yeah, they're coming. Just hold tight. We know this always happens. And by the way, let's get ahead of this panic. There'll be another time in late July, all through August, and maybe a hint into September when, again, there is a lull in new calls. And I swear, over the last 30 years, it has almost been cyclical. So if you are worried that you aren't getting those inquiry calls right now, all I can say is they're coming. Now, I know you're saying, well, how the hell can you say that, Renee, with such confidence? I can say it because I've lived it. And again, you know me. I don't discuss things that I haven't experienced. And frankly, I still experience that kind of pit in your stomach like, oh, God, I'm not getting a lot of calls. Oh, crap. Has it been three weeks since I've heard from someone new? And the answer is always yes, but. The but leads to there are going to be calls coming. Okay, so that is the first part I wanted to talk about because a designer specifically started worrying about that. And she led into, hey, I'm getting these emails. I'm hearing that the interior design industry is going to recede some in 2023. We went into that discussion as well. Look, the reality is the last year, two years, maybe two and a half years were a boom in our industry. And I've talked about that. I experienced just overwhelming amounts of work. And while it was exciting and overwhelming and thrilling and terrifying all in the same moment, I also knew it was a boom and booms don't last. So here's the thing. You need to know that in the moment so you can plan accordingly, whether that means you stack your projects like I'm always talking about and pushing some out so that you are keeping the jobs going longer and further out into your calendar or whether that's you're socking away some money, knowing that the boom will slow down, and you may need supplemental income from these jobs to carry you through into a more normal working process. But the thought I want to get through to each of you, because if you're listening to this podcast, you either already are doing renovation management or you're interested in doing renovation management, here's the thing: That is what's going to get you through whatever. This year holds because no one truly knows what this year will end up looking like on December 31st. These are forecasts, these are best guesses, these are estimates. And in our business, we know what an estimate is, right? It doesn't make it fact. But what I do know to be true is most of these forecasts, if you look closely at them and click through all the different links and don't just read the main article. They're talking about decorating projects and that is what is so critical to discern from that forecast. I have spoken about it in the past and I think it's meaningful to go over it again. The best way to describe the difference between decorating projects and renovation construction projects is decorating is viewed by a homeowner as a luxury, something that can be put off for the future. So as an example, Most of our clients have furnished rooms when they call us. They want to upgrade. They want to up-level. They want to do a whole variety of things, but they already live in furnished rooms. So the luxury is to hire us to improve and redesign that space. But the reality is they can live with what they have for a little bit longer while they get through whatever this may end up being. So that is a luxury and something that they can push off for the future. And for, let's stereotype the husbands for a minute, it's an expense that doesn't need to take place now because it can easily take place in the future. Now let's look at renovation management or construction projects. Those are viewed by homeowners as an investment. Not only will they have the quality of their lives improved by whatever renovation they do inside their home they know that they will get a significant percentage back on a return on their investment. There are statistics that say home renovations can bring up to 70% of a return on investment. Think about that. What else in your life can you do that can bring a 70% return on the investment? That's just crazy town, right? And something that you need to be sharing with your clients. They break it down even further. The average bathroom can bring back 86.1% on an ROI. That's great news for anyone who's thinking of adding or upgrading their bathroom. A kitchen, shockingly, is lower. And I found numbers around 75 to 80%. Personally, I think a kitchen should be a higher return on investment. But hey, I guess the bathrooms are the sanctuaries that everybody's talking about. So that's the difference. If you're a design firm that offers decorating services as well as renovation management services, I've talked about this in the past. What will happen when the decorating side and the luxury items become an expense that can be pushed off to the future? Those renovation projects will be done now. So the percentage of your work will shift. So maybe you do 50-50. Well, This year, you may look at the end and say, gosh, I did more 70-30 renovation management projects to decorating projects. But your income will possibly go up because there is a lot of money, as I hope you're learning, in renovation work. But at least stay stable. And that is personally what I experienced during the 08-09 financial crisis. People were still investing in their homes. They were just investing in projects that they knew they could get a return on their investment. And that makes perfect sense to me, to everyone else. Why would you spend money on things that you aren't sure you will get an investment back if the financial world is a little chaotic? So this is why I wanted to take this episode to encourage you to lean into your renovation management skills and services to your clients. That means actively talk to your clients about upcoming projects, because I find most clients have a blend of both, right? Decorating maybe the living room and renovating a bathroom at the same time. Great. Now's the time to have the conversation of maybe we lean in and spend more of that budget on the. Bathroom renovation and come back and finish that dining room next year. Think about the win win. You will have maintained one job this year and you've just created a pipeline job for 2024. And even better, you have taken the time to educate your client on the value of an investment and allowing them the choice and the control to push off a project that they are going to see as a luxury expense. That's where the no like, and trust factor gets solidified because you're putting the client and their best interests first. And frankly, you should always be doing that. It is something that all good designers do. And this is an opportunity to show that literally in dollars and cents to a client. So I was also just talking to a designer who wants to start working with a contractor, which is an amazing opportunity If these forecasts are correct, you want to have industry partners like contractors and architects who will hopefully refer you to their client base. But the important thing to remember and what I shared with her today was you need to then tailor your marketing pitch to a contractor. I know as a designer, you're well-versed in talking about services to a client and what you can bring and how you can help and guide and be the expert that they need you to be, but it is a slightly different shift when you're talking to contractors because instead of the end product that you are going to be producing, you more want to take the tactic of how I can help you, the contractor, run a smoother project. That's when you lean on your skill sets of knowing how to read and stay within a budget, knowing how to react to a schedule, stay on timelines and deadlines, how to react when there is a problem on the job site and, say, a redesign needs to happen. That's the kind of value that a contractor is looking for from a designer. And as a quick side note, I told this a designer that Most contractors are unaware of an interior designer's value on a construction project. And I would say 98.8% of the time, they're not being insulting. They simply have never had an experience with a designer who can manage a renovation project. They have come in contact with tons of designers who can decorate. And maybe even designers who can do the specifications, but they've never actively worked with a designer from start to finish throughout a construction project. So don't be offended when they sort of look at you like, "Mm, maybe I don't understand this. I don't know. What, What are you really trying to convince me to let you do? That's not something to be offended by. It's simply they aren't educated to the value you can bring. And it is an enormous opportunity for you to specifically detail what value you can offer to them. And I can guarantee you they will jump at the opportunity once they hear how you can make their lives easier. Now, if you heard, I did leave a little percentage out of there because you will come across contractors who simply have no interest in a designer being on their job site. They see you as someone they have to manage, an annoyance factor, who knows, fill in the blank with the stereotypical thought they're going to have of a girl hanging out on a job site. Walk away from them, right? That's my only advice. Don't try to win them over. Don't try to over-educate them walk away. There's tons of contractors out there who will be very happy to have your services once they understand what they are. I really want you to hear that. It is not that they don't want you on a job site. They just don't know how you can help them on a job site. And let's be honest, we're all selfish in that respect. We want to know what we can get out of it. That contractor wants to know what he can get out of it, having you on the site. The client wants to know what they can get out of it, having you manage the project. So you do have to sort of switch your thought process when you're talking to a contractor versus talking to a client. But again, contractors, realtors, and architects are the industry partners you want to focus on this year in particular. Even though the real estate market is kind of kooky right now, they still are selling houses and there is still renovation work happening once they buy a new home. You want to be on that referral list. Contractors, they are still very busy and they are busy through most of this year. That's who you want to get in with because you can, again, streamline their process, be the liaison for the client, help problem-solve issues along the way, and on and on, which you know how to sell. And then architects, of course, every client an architect has is a prospective client for you, right? Think about it. They're building something. They're putting an addition on. They are a perfect match for you. Personally, I find them to be the hardest, Of the three groups to sort of get in with quote unquote, but they are really valuable once you can get in. So this woman I was talking to, she goes to networking events for the building industry. She is meeting contractors. She's meeting architects at each event and slowly chipping away at educating them as to the services that she can provide them. This niche inside our industry will set you apart from your competition. will help you maintain your income stream through whatever financial things are coming our way, as well as becoming a one-stop shop. You will be sought after by clients. Once they establish, they can do everything with you under one roof and not farm it out to a decorator, to a kitchen and bath designer, to a contractor. It is human nature once you find someone you're comfortable with to give them all of the projects that fill the services they provide. So again, I don't want people panicking and doing crazy things. There was this one designer in a Facebook group who said she's going to go out and get her real estate license to help supplement her income from the lost projects of her design firm. That That is not what I want you to do. I want you to lean into the skills that you have, start boning up on the skills that you're not as strong on, and build the confidence you need to market your renovation management skills, knowing that these are investment projects for clients, when you also know that decorating projects are seen as a luxury and may be put off until 2024 or beyond when the world settles back down. And if all of these forecasts are wrong, you are well on your way of having the dual income stream that I'm always talking about, and you will have an amazing balance, whatever percentage you choose between decorating and renovation projects. And we will be laughing about this in six to eight months when we look back and say, yep, yet again, they were wrong. But you will be coming out stronger than ever before and prepared to take on even more work when the financial world and real estate market is more stable. And who doesn't want that? I know I do. So join me in leaning into these skills. And if you need support beyond listening to these podcasts, the course I built, Renovation Management for Interior Designers, takes you step-by-step step through managing any project of any size. It truly is the roadmap from marketing yourself to get the project, to punch list at the end, and having a happy client dying to refer you to all of their friends, family, and colleagues. It is something that 30 years of my experience has been poured into and one that designers inside the course are finding so enriching to their firms with actionable steps that can be implemented right away in the jobs that they're working on right now. So if you want more information about that, go to my website. You will find all the information you need or shoot me an email, ask any follow-up questions you have. We'll go through this together. But I want everyone listening to me today to know that I don't believe we are heading into an 08, 09 Recession. I just simply don't see it coming from my own projects, from the designers, the contractors, and the clients that I'm listening to, not just in my area, but across the country. But I also know that renovation management will carry any design firm through financial hard times and why you need to lean into those services, those skills, become that expert now. I can't thank you enough for your time today, and I really look forward to our next time together. Thank you for listening today, and feel free to join me on social media, at Devine Design, in order to stay up to date on the latest happenings in my construction world. There is more detailed information on my website for my signature courses for both homeowners and designers as well as other material to help guide you through a successful renovation project. Make sure to follow my podcast so that you get notifications of new episodes so you don't miss a tip. If you enjoyed this episode, spread the word. Leave a review and tell your friends who are starting or are mid-project. And thank you again for listening today.